Hi, it's March. The actor Frances McDormand played police chief March Gunderson. She took her verbal cues from this woman. My name is Elizabeth Himmelstein, and I'm a dialect coach. Himmelstein was the dialect coach for the movie. She's worked on dialects for over 120 movies. Himmelstein says a pure Fargo accent has long O's and strong E's. An example is when Marge says, oh my, where? Oh my, where? Yeah? Yeah? Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Those intonations come from the Swedish, Norwegian, and German stock that settled the plains more than a century ago. I've been a speed from North Dakota, work on a farm for about two years. Now I shall go to Minnesota, take a look at the big state fair. And they were familiar sounds to the ears of Joel and Ethan Cohn, who grew up in a suburb of Minneapolis. So when they wrote the script, they included words like geez and believe me, shorthand for believe me. Again, Elizabeth Himmelstein. They wrote this piece in a musical form. It is written in the dialect. They always know exactly how everybody should be sounding. Also, Ethan had tapes that he had already put together. Those tapes captured the vocal patterns of a couple from northern Minnesota, and they were gold for Himmelstein. So not only was the script written in dialect, those tapes told Himmelstein the specific sounds the Cohn brothers wanted. Fargo was really the only film that I've ever worked on that really allowed for the dialect to almost be another character. Before filming, the cast huddled with Himmelstein in Minneapolis. The Cone brothers were also on site. They spent two weeks working on the dialect. Actors came to me privately and just said, thank you so much for teaching this. This is fun. I, I really like it. But I'm not going to do it like that seems some actors were reluctant to go all in on the dialect. Until one day... We all were living together in a hotel. Everybody, the whole crew, the directors, the actors, and it was freezing outside, so we never left. So we go from the rehearsal room, we get into an elevator, and go up to another floor where they had sort of a food bazaar uh, fest. Around here in the Midwest... We call that a buffet. So we would go there, and one day we were all in the elevator, and we this woman started speaking, and she said something like, oh, yeah, it's real cold out there. Oh, I know, I know, the other one said, I know. It's like, see you later, you betcha. And one of the actors turned to me. We got off the elevator. He said, I'm doing it. I'm in. So who was it? What? Who was it? It was Bill Macy. (laughs) Uh, I'm William H. Macy, and I played Jerry Lundergaard in Fargo. Jerry Lundergaard was the film's protagonist, a sad sack who had his wife kidnapped for cash. Liz would help us with the way one shapes the word, you know, uh, that O for Pete's sake, that O, you have to make a real round... Um, hole in your face, <laughs> hole in your face, well, yeah, or your mouth. You have to make your mouth round to go, oh, for Pete's sake. Macy had been in a handful of films, mostly playing minor parts. He was looking for his defining role. 
I read the script and I thought it was beautifully well written. And it felt fresh and new, and it was a great story. And uh, I was determined to get the role because I thought then and always, this is huge. But the part Macy initially auditioned for was small as Marge's deputy. It's hard to imagine that he almost wasn't Jerry. I think Ethan said, uh, that's real good. You want to um, you want to read Jerry? And I said, oh boy, do I ever. So I went out in the hall and I worked on it a little bit. I went back inside the room and read for Joel and Ethan. And they said, that's real good. You want to go home and work on it and come back tomorrow? And I said, yes, I do. So I went home, called every actor I know. They did turns. And I learned the whole script and went through the thing and went back in and read again. And they said, that's real good. We'll let you know. And then I found out that they were auditioning in New York. So I got my Lutheran ass on an airplane and flew to New York and sort of crashed the audition. And I said, I want to audition again. I'm worried you're going to make a mistake on this thing and cast somebody else. I was nothing if not bold. After landing the part, Macy had to figure out how to inhabit his character, a bumbler who sets off a blizzard of bloody mayhem. To do that, he had to see things Jerry's way. I completely understood his point of view. I completely knew why he was doing what he was doing in that weird way that actors can do it. I thought he was noble. (laughs) I mean, the way I interpreted it, I'm not an idiot. I mean, I know he's one of the greatest fools in American letters, but the way I decided to play it was that it was a man fighting for his family, and he was willing to do just about anything to ensure the safety and comfort and the future of his family. Here, Jerry hits up his wife's father and his business partner for cash to buy a parking lot. How are you, Stan? How you doing, Wade? Good to see you again, Jerry. These numbers are right. This looks pretty sweet. Oh, those numbers are right, all right. Believe me. This is doable. Congratulations, Jerry. Yeah, thanks, Stan. Well, it's a pretty... What uh... kind of finder's fee are you looking for? Huh? And so uh, if the father-in-law was going to be intractable, I would have to go outside the normal rules of engagement to win. And it just spiraled out of control. Macy is a native of Georgia. In addition to mastering a Midwestern dialect, he took on certain regional mannerisms under the Cone brothers' direction. There are a couple of things that Joel and Ethan wanted that I thought were really charming. And one of them was, as soon as you walk in the house, you got to stomp your feet to get the snow off. God bless them. That's sort of the music of living in the North. Another mannerism exclusive to the North is the sagging dismay of finding one's windshield covered with ice and the contortions that it takes to clear it. In Jerry's bleakest moment... After he'd pitched a business deal that he thought would solve all of his problems, Macy acts out that winter-fueled rage. When I go back to my car after uh, Harv Presnell has said, uh, we're not going to give you the money, Jerry. Uh, We don't do that. We're going to develop the parking lot, and and I'm furious. And um, I start scraping the windshield of the car. They were pretty specific about me losing my 
<laughs> I guess I, I did a take or two and, and it was probably Ethan who said, no man, I'm go for it, go lose your mind here. So I just kept ratcheting it up. I think I ended up breaking two or three ice scrapers. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.